Hi, I'm Andy Drinkwater and this is SEO in 2023. Andy, what's your number one SEO tip for 2023? So the first tip is um, for anybody who's looking to uh, get some uh, some sort of an insight into their website, and that is to look at some of the more popular issues that I get, I find when I'm auditing websites. And the first one I'd like to share on you, with you on this one is probably the most popular that I see, which is getting uh, disallow and no index uh, the wrong way around when you're trying to get pages uh, de-indexed from Google. Um, so that's that's probably the first one. Okay, and for SEOs just getting started and just contemplating what the difference is, do you want to share that? Yeah, of course, yeah. So so a, a, dis, a disallow will essentially prevent Google from ever reaching a particular location on your website. That could be a file, it could be a folder, it could be an image. And no index will um, prevent any sites, uh, sorry, any uh, pages from actually becoming indexed uh, in Google's uh, search results. If you get these the wrong way around, and if you disallow access to a file uh, or a, a location first, and then try to no-index it, um, Google can't reach the file to see the no-index file, uh, see the no-index tag. So if you do it the other way around, make sure you put the no-index in first of all, make sure that Google has seen this and the pages have actually been removed um, from the uh, the results, then you can go ahead and you can uh, you can disallow after that. So it's kind of like you putting no junk mail on the inside of your letterbox. Correct. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. It's. Uh, in fact, I'm going. I'm going to use that that analogy from that one as well. <laughs> Just made that one up as well. <laughs> so you're you're <laughs> kind enough to provide me the list of uh, a few different tips you're using. Actually, technical SEO tips that you wanted to share for 2023. And number two was the need to devalue pages. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, there's if if anybody searches for. Uh, their website in Google, just do a search for the brand name and what you should see is the, the site links which will uh, which will appear underneath the uh, the site itself. Sometimes you will see pages that are being linked to there which you don't want them to be and it might be an about us page, it might be a contact us page and you don't want those on there and that's because of predominantly because of internal linking uh, because internal linking is what powers uh, the majority of the, uh, the site search uh, results that Google uses. If if you're finding that these uh, pages are turning up and you don't want them to be in there, or if you're finding that you're having a hard time getting one page to rank in front of another, that's, uh, that might be sort of similar types of uh, types of pages, then it might be that you need to actually devalue those pages. And one of the most popular ways to do that is to look at the internal links to them. That's probably the, uh, the, 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 biggest, uh, the biggest issue with them. Okay, so you want to keep them in the index, but devaluing them, i.e. probably reducing the rankings. So you're probably talking about taking away the more authoritative links, so maybe the links from your homepage and uh, other significant pages, but keeping links uh, from, from other pages in your site. Yes, yes. I mean, they're useful, but um, if, if you want foot traffic to, to find its way around uh, around your site, but if you're trying hard to um, have one page uh, appear over another, and whatever you're trying just doesn't seem to be working, then devaluing them uh, is is often the uh, one of the biggest things to be doing with it. And your third common issue that you wanted to share was uh, linking to 404 pages. Oh yes, yeah, that's uh, so. This this one is. I think I don't think I've done any audits so far this year where I haven't seen at least a handful of um, uh, pages being linked to. 
uh, four or four pages. And they can happen in a number of ways. It doesn't mean to say that um, anybody's ne- uh, necessarily been negligent with uh, with the site. Um, it might be that you've uh, pushed a, a product onto a page, you no longer have that product, so you remove it, but you've not done the, uh, the other changes at the back end, which means that you end up linking to a 404 page. Mm. Google doesn't particularly like that if it's too many. I think the odd one here or there, anybody can expect to find 404 pages on the site. And sometimes it can even be that um, you have external links uh, pointing to uh, pages that you no longer have on there. And the quickest thing I would say to fix these for anybody is just a a good old 301 redirect to something that's similar, something that's uh, that's applicable for them. I was going to ask you about that, actually. Is is that completely acceptable just to do a crawl, see which pages are linking to 404s and 301ing them to something else that's uh, that's um, fairly relevant? Or yeah. w- would it be, though, much more valuable to actually go through these pages and ensure that the links um, are links that link directly uh, to a page and don't involve redirect? W- would that not be a lot more... That would be preferable. Yeah, that would be the that that would be the ideal solution. But it depends how many you've got. I think. I mean, if it's the, if it's the odd one or two, then yes, you can go back and do that. If you've got five thousand, ten thousand coming from all over the place, then it might be that you have to sort of create a um, a, a matrix, a, a redirect matrix for for that sort of thing. But it depends then if you can do it programmatically. So there's a number of ways you can try and get around that becoming a a, a really big job. But but certainly a crawl will will throw up um, and give you an idea of which uh, four or five pages are actually. Uh, uh, still live on a, uh, still being linked to live on a site. Your fourth common issue is duplicate page titles. Now I remember, I remember ten years ago dealing with CMSs that didn't allow you to apply a separate title for each page. But I mean, surely nowadays that's not still an issue, is it? You'd be surprised how many times you see these sorts of things. I mean, uh, with the page titles, it dep- it depends really. I mean, Google's getting really good at these sorts of things. They are traditionally going to know which pages should be the ones that uh, that you want on the site which ones you don't and if you've got if you've got too many duplicates then they'll generally just pick one or um, pick one of those and they'll, they'll show that one as well even instead of um, the the duplicates even if there doesn't necessarily need to be a canonical in place but you'd be surprised at how many of these and it's probably 90 plus percent of the sites that I audit that have these duplicates page titles on the sites as well and if you have too many then it can be it can become a problem, and it's it's fairly straightforward to to fix again these sorts of things. I mean, and and it doesn't even mean to say that because you've got a uh, a duplicate um, page or a, a very similar page on a site that it doesn't make sense to have it on there. I mean, sometimes it might be useful for for people on the site, but you don't want these two similar pages to be indexed. In which case, you can leave the site, the page live and just canonicalize it to uh, to the original one as well. So you can actually have the best of both worlds with it as well. I mean, if you do end up having two different pages with two almost entirely different types of content on there, maybe two different blog posts or two different product pages in your site, but you've made the mistake of having the same page titles, do you still have a reasonable chance nowadays? Because Google hopefully does a better job of actually understanding the context of your oh, page, yeah. the content of your page? Yes. Yeah. yeah, Google's Google's obviously done more recently with the rewriting of page titles. So that's less of a problem now than it probably was a few years ago. In fact, probably less of a problem than it was 12 months ago. So, uh, so it's it's not it's not the the issue that it used to be, but if it's something that's happening and you're not necessarily aware of it, because if you've got a site that's got a few thousand pages on there, 
if you don't manage them uh, correctly, then the, it's very easy to, uh, to create a second page that's, that's very similar to, uh, to something that's already on the site. So uh, you do need to keep in mind that if that happens, then you're missing out on the opportunity to, uh, to say something that um, you really want to say that uh, others are going to listen to. So obviously a duplicate page title would prevent, well, if Google decides that they're going to rewrite it, then um, you lose out on the option to, uh, to sort of really say what it is you mean. And your fifth common issue, open site searches. So what do you mean by that? Yes. So, so this is one that um, I've seen on a number of sites so far this year. And this is where you've got, where, where you don't disallow access to sort of searches or search parameters within a site itself. And it's very easy to leave that open and Google will start crawling through your search on your site and that wastes an enormous amount of crawl budget. And there's, and there's different, different types of searches will give different types of issues in this respect. Some you can find that will um, start appearing in the, uh, the search results themselves. Google will say it's, um, it's found you know, 100,000 pages on, a, on a, a site that's got 3,000 pages, that sort of thing. And it won't index them all, but it says it's, it's, uh, it's got all these. So though in those sorts of circumstances, the best thing to do is to, again, no index and get them the right way around. So you'd no index your, pay, uh, your search results, um, pages that you don't want to actually be in Google, then you'd disallow uh, access to those, uh, those files as well. And hopefully that would prevent any other issues uh, from th being thrown up by Google at any point in the future. But it, it, is, a, it is a problem for, um, uh, for crawl budget. That's probably the, one of the main reasons that I'd fix that one. So all these issues certainly make me think about auditing and things like what you should audit and frequency of auditing. So what are your general thoughts about auditing? I mean, how often should audits be carried out and what are the key things to be looking for on an ongoing basis? I think that it's important to, if you've, if you've got a site that is fairly active in terms of development, uh, then it's it's important to keep on top of these things. I mean, I've got clients where I'll sort of audit the sites for them once a month just to make sure that when there's changes that have been made that they've not thrown up other issues because that can happen an awful lot as well. If your site is one of these that is fairly static and doesn't change that much, then it might be that you only need to audit your site once every sort of six months or so. But it's worth keeping in mind that Google has around about 1,500, maybe even more, algorithm updates on an annual basis. Uh, nobody, I don't think anybody really knows the exact number, but it's it, we're well over a thousand. So if they're changing something and you're not necessarily aware of it, then you may want to run a fresh audit just to make sure that anything that's that's current um, with uh, with Google is being picked up as well. I say, I mean, you, uh, there's, there, and there's, there's going to have been plenty of opportunity for, for people to sort of find these sorts of issues with some of the tools that are out there. And there's plenty of them that, that do these. I say there's. Uh, I don't think there's any one that I'd say that you need to use over another. I say I use a few of them when I'm when I'm auditing, only because they, they give me different pieces of information. So if you're talking about these kind of issues with clients, with perhaps new clients, do you attempt to actually define the financial value and the ROI of, of fixing these issues? Oh yes, I mean always. It's always worthwhile if you can sort of show a benefit to uh, to what's being done. And I just build this into um, whatever retained service I'm actually doing for somebody. And I'll uh, look at the site and I'll see how often they're making these changes. And I'll I'll tend to go back over the site two, three, four times a year on some of the smaller sites, on some of the larger sites that have these the, the, these um, big development teams. Sometimes even a month is 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 too long. 
Um, so if they're, if they're changing something in uh, the production area and it needs to go to staging, then I'll crawl it through staging, staging before it goes live. So there's, it, it, I think it depends a little bit on the size of the site as well and how, how active the site is. So, I mean, would you tie it back to something like forecasted ranking improvements as a result of fixing the technical changes and increases in traffic forecasted by achieving these ranking improvements? I try where I can to give them forecasts of what I expect something to be as a result of doing an audit on a website. Sometimes it's a little bit uh, a little bit unclear because it's Google at the end of the day. We don't always know what's, uh, what's going to happen, but I'll always give some sort of an indicator as to what can be expected when, when you do an audit. And if something else is picked up, something that's new, what will be the result of that? It might not always equate to a, a, dollar, a dollar value, but it will equate to what this fix will mean in terms of how the site will perform in Google. So that, 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 that in itself can be interpreted sometimes with, uh, with an actual value itself. Are you sure what SEO should be doing in 2023? So now let's talk about what SEO shouldn't be doing. So what's something that's seductive in terms of time, but ultimately counterproductive? What's something that SEO shouldn't be doing in 2023? They shouldn't be ignoring site images. Uh, site, site images and site speed is always going to be on the, the tip of, of Google's tongue. Um, how quick you can make your site and the quicker the better at the end of the day. And one of the, the quick fixes that anybody can make is to make sure you look for the latest of image files uh, going to WebP. If you ignore that sort of thing, and it's a fairly quick fix as well, uh, if you use Cloudflare, you, the, there's a, a way to actually do that through, uh, through one of their... Uh, uh, their systems, which is literally the tick of a button, and they'll deliver a faster image for you as well. So, uh, so don't ignore site speed. Andy Drinkwater is a freelance SEO, and you can find him over at andydrinkwater.com. Andy, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2023. Very welcome. Get your copy of SEO in 2023, the book, over at seoin2023.com.